Previously on the Best in the World Sports Report. Let's bring in our guest this week, ladies and gentlemen from CSN Philly, Derek Gunn. Philip Rivers is a more accurate passer than Eli Manning. And just like they couldn't put Eli Manning on the ground last week, uh, Philip Rivers is very difficult to put on the ground. You don't want this to be the week, but this is going to be the trap game. I don't like this game for the Eagles. I think the Eagles will win this game by one point, but I don't like this game for the Eagles on Sunday. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now rocking with the best. My name is John Brown. This is my man, Javon Alford from Total Sports Live. And we are here with the Best in the World Sports Report, the Philly Sports Podcast. It's what we do. We keep it real. We talk Eagles. We talk Sixers. We talk Phillies. We talk Flyers. But we are going to start with the Eagles because we're riding high, feeling good. They beat the, not San Diego Chargers, but the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers, the Carson. Yeah, the Car- Carson. California. Uh, is that what is that what we're calling them? Well, I think this team is going to be in Carson. So what, you know, uh, you know how they call the Angels the Los yeah. Angeles Angels, and An- Los yeah. Angeles Angels, and huh? So. A lot of, a lot of. <laughs> A lot of people screwed that up on Sunday. Yeah. Namely, Dick Stockton and Mark Schlereth. <laughs> I don't know how many times they called it the San Diego Chargers. And I don't know how many times Mark Schlereth called Carson Wentz Carson Palmer. <laughs> that was, that happened a lot this weekend. <sighs> but uh, all that aside, big win for the Eagles. Big win. 26-24. Um, we're a little worried for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We thought, Mike, you thought. Yeah, you, you, it, we it, were scared. It could happen again. We, we, yeah, we we thought it, we. I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I was feeling sick. I was ready to just come in this week. Uh-huh. I thought I thought the tone of this week's show was going to be very different. Very uh, I, evil. I, yes, I thought I was gonna come in here and really just uh, unload. I was re- I was ready to unload on Doug. It was, I, I, in fact, I went into the game because it was the late game. It was the 4 o'clock game. So I spent the morning watching that uh, – not the morning, I should say. The early afternoon, I watched that uh, Pittsburgh Ravens game. And I tweeted out, like, all right, if Baltimore fans are ready to get rid of Jim Harbaugh, at what point do we start saying, okay, let's get rid of Doug to bring in uh, – not Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. When when do we start? When when does that talk start? But they pulled it out, so I can't sit here and call. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the person that calls for the coach's job the week after a win. You're not gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm gonna I'm going to revel in the moment mm-hmm. because we're still talking about an Eagles win. Um, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it last week with Derek Gunn, close personal friend of mine, Derek Gunn, but about. The Eagles need to run the ball, and they did. Yes, they did. You know, we we talked about the success they had against the Giants because the Giants couldn't stop the run. Mm -hmm. We said it would probably be even easier against the Chargers because the Chargers are the one team worse than the Giants at running the ball. Mm -hmm. What did they do? They ran the ball. They got 16 carries for 136 yards out of LeGarrette Blount. Blount, Blount, Blount. Blount, Blount, roll the Blount. Roll the Blount, yeah. Agent 420. Agent. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're going to call him. Garrett Blunt, Agent 420. But, you know, I liked it. Yep. I like what I saw out of Smallwood. They use Smallwood they, in a lot of different ways, which I liked. I yes. like how 
the way they split the carries, it was perfect because you had 16 for Blunt, you had 10 for Smallwood, you had 10 for Clement. You know, Wentz only threw the ball 31 times. He had six rushes, which, you know, are not technically rushes, so you count that as pass attempts. So you got 36 runs and 37 passes. That is so balanced, and they've been balanced like this the last two weeks. I'll take it. And that's what you need to win. I'll take it. Yes, I will take it. And for me, it's important because we sit here and we we needle and we nitpick Mm -hmm. at Doug Peterson. Not being balanced. Not being balanced. (laughs) And we nitpick about the mistakes that he makes and the the coaching decisions that he makes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and say, all right, you know what? Our questions are answered. He gets it now. Everything's good. But you know what? You have to give credit where credit is due. He did what we asked him to do. Mm-hmm. As fans, we watch every week, and we were saying, hey, man, this this unbalanced, leaning towards the past, it doesn't work. Right. That's what, you know, your predecessor did, your teacher, your mentor mm-hmm. did, and it didn't work for him. Nope. Now he's not doing that anymore, mm-hmm. and he's winning. Yeah. So when are you going to get that? And he, it, it, at least for this week. For the past two weeks. For the past two weeks, he's been getting it. Now, once again, you know, I got you gotta love Blount. Mm-hmm. You gotta love what he's doing, and it's like I want to see more of that. See what I, happens when you give him the ball. Give him when you give him the ball. Let him work up some momentum. You're not giving him a quick hook. I, I don't. And and for me, it's like I I. It still makes me wonder exactly how they work this out. How you know how the the, the dynamic of who is running when, how that works. Whose call that is? Is that the head coach's call? Is that the running back coach's call? Call is that the o, uh, the OC's call? You know who makes that call? Because we still don't understand. Somebody had to come in the so, Jesus moment. Yeah, but <laughs> whoever it is, I want them making that decision right this, every week. Yeah, <laughs> all right, whoever was making the call or who got in when, just keep doing. Uh, or, or, or Sunday, you do that next step. Yes, you know it's like like um, uh, Will Smith in uh, Bad Boys. That's how you drive. From here on out, that's how you drive. That's how you coach, y'all. From here on out, that's how you coach. That's what I want to see. All right? I want to see a healthy dose of LeGarrette Blount. Blunt, Blount. I call him Blunt. You call him Blunt? All right, yeah. whatever. There's an O. Mm-hmm. Why are we acting like the, the O is silent? <laughs> the O is silent. O is silent. <laughs> Hooked on phonics right now. Yeah, I don't know. Smoke. We got. We got. We got. We, we got to get your kids. You like is it blunt or is blunt? I don't know. But nonetheless, you like, whoever you have, it is. Did you have uh, uh, phonics class? Like, <laughs> I need to know. But nonetheless, I need that. Yep. I want that. Mm-hmm. I need to see that. I need to see that on <laughs> Sunday. All right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I got the munchies. I'm fiending for a blunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I need a blunt. <laughs> I'm on a. I want a mild in the head, I, 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 Exactly. Exactly. I need that. And more of that. But what else impressed you on Sun about Sunday's game? Um, what else impressed me? I think. Um, I think we're still waiting for. Alshon Jeffrey to have that big game, but again, it's going to happen. And I think you know a lot of people are very, you know, they're they're a little nervous about Tory Smith because he only had one catch on three targets, had another easy catchable pass, but dropped it. And Smith knows he's in a 
in a slump right now. I think he even tweeted that, you know, mm-hmm. he's in a slump, but, you know, it's about I, team first and everything. Yeah, I trust but, the, him. But, the, but the fans mm-hmm. are so supportive, which was yeah. kind of odd because well, usually, here's the thing. usually I, when somebody say that, you know, you hear the fans that go, get off the team. You're cut. You deserve to get traded. Well, here, here, it's I, the I opposite. Think, I think the, the difference is, well, you know, when, when we've seen struggling wide receivers in the past, when it was Jordan Matthews, when it was Nelson Aguilar, you know, there, it's like their their body of work wasn't as big. Right. So when they struggle, you're sitting there like, all right, does this dude even have it? Mm-hmm. Can they even do it? You know, Jordan Matthews had a very successful uh, first year, yeah. his rookie year. He was the number when, one when he really what shouldn't have been the number one. You know, but once again, playing next to Jeremy Macklin. Yeah. Made him look that way. Mm-hmm. He then became very human looking once Macklin was gone. Yep. So, you know, as he struggled, you're sitting there saying, okay, he's the number one guy. Maybe he just doesn't have what it takes to be a number one guy. Mm-hmm. We've seen Torrey Smith. We've seen Torrey Smith playing at a high level. Right. We've seen Torrey Smith play at a high level in big games. Mm-hmm. So when he struggles, you're sitting there saying, okay, our. You know that he can do it. You know that this is in him. So you, so I think naturally you give him a little more patience and right. you give him a little more leeway to work himself out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, work himself into the equation. Work himself into a be, you know a better position, playing at a better level. Right. Whereas when it was Nelson Aguilar, when it was Jordan Matthews, it was just like, all right, man, this dude sucks. He stinks. Get him out of here. I'm not at that, you know. I'm not at that point with Tory Smith. Yeah. I, I I can be patient, and plus they're winning. Yeah, three and one. You know what? All right, winning I, cures all. Winning does cure all. So it's like okay, I could be a little bit patient. But you come out, you lose this game. Say you know, say, say you come out. Worst case scenario, you lose on Sunday to the Cardinals. Turn around on a short week, you lose at you know, you lose to the uh, Panthers. To the Panthers. That that magnifying glass is going to be big, mm-hmm. you know. The the context and the makeup of the conversation is going to change. Right now, you know, Tory Smith needs to work it out. He needs to figure it out right now while the team is still having a measure of success. Because if he doesn't figure it out, mm-hmm. and the team's fortunes take a toll, you know, take a turn for the worse, he's the first person we're looking at on this offense. Yes. You know, he's he becomes the new Nelson Aguilar. That is, if the new you know, the present Nelson Aguilar doesn't turn into the old Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar. Right. But nonetheless, all eyes will be on him. They sure will. And plus there's not really a I, I think also the reason why we're patient with him is because there's not really a replacement there. Yeah. You know, uh Bryce Dregs is gone now. Kind of uh, disappointed about that. Yeah, because, he's gone. Went because to the they're, because they're still trying to shove Shelton Gibson down our throats mm-hmm. because he was a Fifth round draft pick, but yeah. I digress. Wasn't what, what, uh, Pumphrey a fifth round draft pick too? Fourth. Well, same difference. But Elijah McGuire, sixth round running back by the Jets, had a touchdown mm-hmm. this past week. That that really does need to be yeah. uh, uh, a segment, <laughs> right? This guy, what have guys picked? We got to figure out a cool name for it. Guys that have been picked later than Donnell Pumphrey. Pumphrey <laughs> you know, guys who are balling who right. picked after Donnell Pumphrey. <laughs> But nonetheless, I mean, in, in the end, I think there, when when you look at this receiving core mm-hmm. past, you know, the current players on the de- uh, the depth chart, yeah, you're not seeing a bunch of options that really that you're comfortable with. Yeah, that right you're comfortable now. with. Mac so Collins might, but again, yeah. you're still 
But no, no, no. So, so you're just back to just saying, all right, you better off just hoping Tory Smith figures it exactly, out. Exactly. And that's where you are. Whereas, you know, Nelson Aguilar was the 18th pick in the draft, the guy that you drafted. Yep. When he struggles, you're just, you're angry. You're, you're the leash is shorter. So, and with Jordan Matthews, who was, what, second round pick, Yeah. But still a guy that you thought could be the number one wide receiver on this team. Mm-hmm. So when he struggled, you you know, you once again, shorter lease. Exactly. Shorter lease. But nonetheless, there's patience. They're three and one, so that was mm-hmm. by, that has bought them a lot of patience. And so we'll we'll see where this goes. We'll take it. We'll see where this goes. They have a tough matchup on Sunday in uh against uh Arizona. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. We got Jim Koch calling it from RaisingZona.com. He'll talk all about uh, what's going on in Arizona and how that how he feels like the teams match up together. Mm-hmm. But let's move over to the other side of the ball and let's talk defense. I was a little worried. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little bit worried because I feel like you know once again we talked about this with our guest uh, last week, Derek Gunn, and he talked about how. Eli Manning, two weeks ago, had success against the Eagles' defense with those quick passes. Mm-hmm. You know, balls out of his hands in less than two seconds. Right. And Carson, well, excuse me, uh, Phillip Rivers is a better, right now, playing at a better level than Eli Manning. Oh, yeah. So he could do it, too. Mm-hmm. And he did do it. Yeah. And there was a measure of success. And it scares me because, once again, they're play, you know, right now, next two games, we're looking down the line. We're seeing Carson Palmer. We're seeing Cam Newton, two guys who can get the ball out quickly. Yep. So that scares me. But nonetheless, you look at the defense. They were able to. They made they made plays when they needed to. Mm-hmm. They made plays when they they needed to, yep. and they were missing missing uh, Fletcher Cox. Yeah. So what impressed you about that defense? I think just the pressure they was able to get. They were still able to get pressure. Um, the rotation, you know, defensive defensive tackle rotation wasn't as crisp, but they were still able to get pressure. And, you know, even though they didn't force Rivers into throwing interceptions, I think they did a good job. But then as we saw, they kind of shot themselves in the foot, especially in that second half when the Chargers got those two touchdowns, kind of shot themselves in the foot by, um, you know, getting costly penalties that didn't really matter. And then, obviously, you know, when the defense isn't getting pressure, that leaves your secondary to be susceptible to big plays. And they got hit with a couple of them. Tyrell Williams, you know, hit him over the top. Phil hit him over the top with that. Keenan Allen had a big game. Hunter Henry had a, a ridiculous touchdown. The game got a little closer. And, it was again, it was showing shades of the second half against the Giants where the secondary, the young secondary was leaking oil and they were giving up the big plays in the offense, you know, put together a nice game winning game, not game winning, but a drive to close it out and how you're supposed to do it and how you're supposed to win a game. I was impressed. I I like, I I continue to like Tim Jernigan. Mm -hmm. Continue to like him. I think Bo Allen was, he was all right. You know, but I th- I think he he played as well as you would to, hope. You you would hope, you know, Jen- uh, Jenkins, J- Hicks, all all those guys really stepped up. They put pressure on Carson. Uh, I still want to call him Carson. They put pressure <laughs> on Philip Rivers when they needed to. Um, yeah, like you said, gave up some plays in the fourth uh in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they stopped him when they needed to stop him. 
And I think that final I th- that final drive where they really wore out on the clock. They got the clock. Yeah. They got the ball back at uh, six, about six minutes left in that yep. uh, in the game, mm-hmm. and didn't give the ball back. That was they impressive. Ran the ball. That was impressive, and I think that is something that they that didn't can, do last year. Yeah, they found ways to lose last year. Oh yeah, they definitely. But I think being able to formulate a drive like that to end the game mm-hmm. on a drive like that, yep. that gives your defense a little a shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. That gives your defense some some confidence. Yep. And something I think uh, a level of momentum mm-hmm. that you can carry on into the next week yes. when you know that hey you, this defense is beat up mm-hmm. a lot of guys missing on this defense but you know that you can count on your offense to sustain long drives and give them the rest that they need mm-hmm. you know that gives a defense confidence yes a lot a lot of confidence so for you when you were watching the game what did you think of that last drive? Uh, it was it was perfect, you know. Again, you were going against a team where you knew you would have success against running the ball, and what did they do? They just pounded them. They pounded them. They pounded them. They 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 were wearing down. And I think Jason Peters said it that you know they were that they 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 knew that the Chargers defense was wearing down late in the third quarter, then in the fourth quarter. And what happened? They just kept on pounding with them. Legarrette Blunt and Legarrette Blunt started ripping off, you know, long runs, and then you know on them second and short, them third and ones. Which you those are crucial yards to get. What did they do? Corey Clement and, and Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood got the job done, and I think that's what you need. You don't need. You're not going to get a hundred, whatever, hundred and thirty six yards from Garrett Blunt every week. You're not going to get that. But if you know you can at least get thirty yards a piece from Smallwood and Clement, and at least get half of what. Blount gave you last week, you'll have you'll have a successful you'll have a successful running game, no doubt. And with and with that, you know, it it, it was really it was encouraging. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the at the very least, you're feeling good. That's an encouraging win. Right. Very encouraging win because you're going out to the West Coast. You know that's oh, hard for East here. Coast. Hmm? They're coming here. No, well, I, I'm 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 still talking about uh, oh. I'm still talking oh, about oh, the yeah. Chargers. Oh game. yeah, <laughs> going out going out west for for the Chargers. Yeah, and being able to come home with a win, I think that bring that gives you a level of confidence because you know because it is it is hard. Yeah, it's hard to do, and now you're on the other side of the spectrum where you have some momentum. Mm-hmm. Now, understand, you know they. I I think there's more momentum can be gained from mm-hmm. the Eagles' win against the Chargers than when you're talking about the Cardinals' win against San Fran. Yeah, where they it took them overtime just to score a touchdown. With like 39, 30 something seconds left yeah. in overtime. Yeah, you're you're seconds away from a tie in the first month of the season. Which the NFC West is famous for. They're famous yeah. for ties. Yeah, it, it is. They're also famous for being garbage. <laughs> but in the end, it's like I'm not sure a win like that. Like a win is a win. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be a level of momentum that comes with winning. Right. But when you need overtime just to score a touchdown mm-hmm. over a team that was horrifically bad right. the season before and really has not made the necessary changes yet to really, I guess, to turn it around. 
they, you know, their starting quarterback from a year before is gone. You know, Mr. Colin Cow, uh, Colin. See, too many people named Colin. Too many people named Colin. Too many people named uh, uh, Carson. Yeah, to deal with. But Colin Kaepernick is gone. Mm-hmm. They, the quarterback of the future of the Niners is not on the team currently. No, we know that. No, but so in the end, I, I, th- I think the fact that it took that much to beat. For Arizona to beat a team like that, there's not a lot of momentum there. No, not at all. Not at all. So, in the end, I think, you know, the ball's in our court as Eagles fans. The ball is in the Eagles' court. Mm -hmm. This game is theirs for the taking. No doubt. Theirs for the taking. And I'm confident that I think the Eagles can pull it out. Oh, yeah, they can. They just have to do what they've been doing best, which is, Running the ball, even though it's going to be tougher going against an Arizona team who's been stout against the run. But, again, you can't give up on it. Don't give up on it. If you give up into it and fall back into your old ways, you'll lose like how you lost against the, against Kansas City. You got to feed the guys. You got to feed LeGarrette Blunt. If you do that, then everything will work itself out. You're sitting there and you're looking at the schedule and you're looking at the other teams in your division. Now, the Chargers who are – Chargers are desperate. They're zero and four now. They're they're fighting for their lo- not even their playoff lives. I think at this point, zero and four, you're not thinking about the playoffs. You're just fighting for your lives. The the Chargers are coming east. They play the Giants. The battle uh, of the zero and fours. The battle of the zero and four. Somebody's O is going to go. <laughs> now Green Bay comes to Dallas. So you're looking at a situation where. Um, you're looking at a situation where very well the Giants and the Cowboys can lose. Mm-hmm. And the Redskins are off. Redskins are on the bye this week. Yep. So this is a prime opportunity to gain some ground in this division. And that's what you need. You know, you need to take care of this opportunity that is being presented to them to gain some ground. It's important. You know, tough matchup for uh, the Giants – tough matchup for the Cowboys. So, in the end, like, I'm not, come on. We're not sports radio. We're not, you know, the print media or whatever. So, we don't have to deem this a must-win must win, game. Yeah. Because it's still only week five. But nonetheless, it'd be really nice if yeah, they you won. you want that separation. Yeah, you, you, you need that separation. You want that separation, you need that separation. So let's take a quick break, mm-hmm. all right? Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll bring in our guest, all right? We got Jim Koch from RaisingZona.com. He's going to call in. Now, this is a, this is an interesting dude, and I'll, I'll get into it, all right, because he has ties to this area. Mm-hmm. But he is, an Arizona, he is a writer for RaisingZona.com, so he's covered the Arizona Cardinals for a very, very long time. And after that, once again, we we have the tradition, the the uh, cornerstone of the best in the world community. We will be awarding this week's sit your ass down nominee. All right, we will name the winner of this week's sit your ass down award a little bit later. That's going to come up probably in a little bit. Uh, about 30, 35 minutes. Yeah, right? something like that. Some, some, something to that effect. All right? 
So we'll take a break. But before we do, just want you to know, you can hit us up at any time at BITW Sports. That is at BITW Sports, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hit me up. Hit Javon up. Talk to us. Tell us what you think of the show. We'll get back to you. All right. If you want to talk to two guys that have a podcast, you know, just hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. We'll take a break. We'll talk Eagles Cardinals with Jim Koch of RaisingZona.com. All right, we'll be right back. Best in the world. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at PhillyGoFlow.com. You are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams. Go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spell. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pull me out. (laughs) This is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. All right, you guys, we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. Once again, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at any time, at BITW Sports. All right, you can talk to me. Well, I mean, you could talk to Javon. He, like, he has his own uh, Twitter account, um, but... I mean, you can talk to him through us. I mean, yeah. I don't mind passing the message along. It's, it's not, it's not hard. You know, it's not a, it's not a problem. I don't mind. You know, if you got a message for him, just you know, let him know. But uh, he's here. We got a big game on Sunday, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind. I know it's early in the season. I don't mind talking about the fact that we're three and one and in sole possession in the first place. I understand. Like, I'm not crowning us. Th- the Super Bowl champions yet. No. I'm not even crowning us the division champions because we've been three and one before and we've seen how it ends. September champion, sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's October now, all yes. right? Well, yeah, now October. So now, now we we're working on being – Yeah, we got to work on being October champs. And the first obstacle in the way of becoming the, the October champs mm-hmm. are the Birds of the West. Which has been a thorn in the Eagles' side yes. for many years. Thor- uh, yes, so we were, so coming to town this weekend is the Arizona Cardinals, former NFC East rival. Yeah, yeah. Well, well look, <laughs> you, you had to drop some dead weight. We're taking uh, we're taking it back for people. They're exactly. Like, oh, what Cardinals people, NFC people West? Didn't East, people what? don't even remember that. Half the people don't even remember it. If you listen to podcast, they probably don't even remember when the Cardinals are in the NFC East. But that's that's neither here nor there. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into this. Let's talk about this game. Mm-hmm. So we got a guest this week. All right, and it's a very interesting cat. Now, I've always said. That I am a fan. Mm-hmm. I am a fan through and through. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. You, my friend. I guess I have to play that role. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> a reporter. All right? You actually have a job for a newspaper. All right? So, but we, we have a situation that we need to get into. 
And that is the situation that surrounds our next guest. All right. We're bringing him in so we can talk Eagles Cardinals. He is the senior writer for RaisingZona.com. Mr. Jim Koch. Jim, how you doing today, sir? Doing good, guys. All right, Jim. Jim, you're, look, we read your bio. We're, we're, first of all, thank you for coming on the show. That's, yes, that's first. Uh, no problem. Thanks we, for having me. We truly appreciate you calling in and talking some Eagles with us. You know, I, I was worried that having, you know, getting somebody from the West, so getting somebody, you know, from an Arizona writer, mm-hmm. you know, the time zones would be uh, a problem. That is not a problem for our friend Jim. Mm-mm. Because Jim is actually from this area. Jim was born born in South Philly, grew up in South Jersey, but he is a lifelong Cardinals fan. And now he's writing about him. And now he's writing about him for RaisingZona.com. He's a very good writer. I was reading this stuff this week. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, good I mean, he's, he's solid. He knows this stuff. Like, we, we, you know, you can't even – we're not going to knock Jim because, one, we need guests, and I don't want him to hang up on us because then we got to fill the rest of this segment by ourselves. But we do want to get into this. Jim, how do you grow up in South Philly? How, you know, how did I know you guys were going to start? Because this is – I don't understand this. Uh, you, okay. grew, you grew up in South Philly, you know, miles from the vet. And, and, I'm going and to show my age. Uh-huh. It was Jim Hart back in the 70s. Oh, boy. Uh, it was before I even knew what the Eagles were. They were playing the Cardinals, actually, like, mm-hmm. you, like you mentioned. They were in the NFC East. I don't know what it – we both had the same name, me and Jim Hart. Uh, I just started liking the Cardinals. And when I say I've been a diehard, I mean, people think I'm crazy. My my friends are obviously diehard Eagles. Mm-hmm. My brother, living with him, that was, you know, very interesting. Uh, my girlfriend right now, Michelle, diehard Eagles fan. Uh, we're figuring out how we're going to watch the game Sunday. <laughs> but, yeah, it was the 70s. Uh, Don Coriel. Uh, Mel Gray, Terry Metcalf, well, and Deardorff. I can go on and on. Well, 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 this is how we're going to settle this whole thing. <laughs> all right. Your girlfriend gets to watch the game on the big TV, all right? Because she's, right. she's the Eagles fan. Whoever the smallest TV in the house is, that will be where you go. All I right? get the 12-inch TV, yeah, right? you get the 12-inch <laughs> TV because she is the Eagles fan. She, in fact, we – we should inter- we She'll should be happy to hear that. She gets she gets the good TV, all right? All right. That's the deal. All right. All right, let's get into this game. Um, You guys beat San Francisco uh, on Sunday in overtime, uh, 18-15. Um, moved up to 2-2 two and two on the season. Now, right now, you know, right now at 500 after missing the playoffs, uh, I guess my, my question is now, Given the current situation of the Cardinals with not really, you know, you have Carson Palmer right now, but there's not really a quarterback of the future in place. Um, Is Bruce Arians really, is he moving towards the hot seat at this point? Are, are people, are fans growing weary of him or are they still feeling patient? Do they still feel like he's the guy who can turn this uh, season around and turn, uh, I guess, the future He around? has his critics. Mm-hmm. Um it's not so much a hot seat. I mean, the guy's, you know, 64 years old. Um, I guess there's, there's 
Raptors coach is older than that, but it, it's it's one thing I've seen about Arians. He doesn't adjust. He has that old. He likes to throw the ball downfield, and and you know it's they haven't been doing that the last couple years. You know it hasn't been working. The offense was predicated on that when he first got to Arizona. I haven't been impressed with him the last couple of years. I've been critical of him, but um, I still think he's a great coach. He's probably the best coach they've ever had. And, um, you know, for now, and I think until he retires, he's going to be the man. Pretty much better than a Denny Green years, you would have to say. Uh. <laughs> I think Danny Green was just there for a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, he didn't, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, there were three of the worst years they've ever had. Sure was. And you mentioned the offense. You know, the Cardinals offense has kind of had to adjust after, you know, they lose David Johnson for about 12 weeks, I think, 12 weeks to a to an injured, to a dislocated wrist. And then obviously in the preseason, Cardinals off the six-round running back T.J. Logan as well, how has the offense, in your opinion, adjusted around losing David Johnson? Because that's a huge part of the offense. He he's a weapon in the running game, the receiving game, even as a rookie in the return game. How has they? How have the Cardinals, from your opinion, adjusted around not having him? Uh, they they haven't. They just throw the ball. Chris Johnson was brought back, but he um, it's not the Chris Johnson you remember from the Titans. Uh, Andre Ellington's been used, but actually more as a receiver. He has great hands, but as far as a running game, it's not happening. And that's probably why um, Palmer's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL after four weeks, because teams know they have to throw the ball. Their running game right now isn't scaring anybody. So, you know, I give Palmer a lot of credit. He's been taking hit after hit. I think it was 16 last week against the Niners. Guys, you know, he he let them down. That, that final drive, they actually protected for him in that Niners game. And the guy was six out of seven. I mean, the pass to Fitzgerald was beautiful for the touchdown. And, it, you know, there, to answer your question, there is no running game really. So you don't really have to worry about that. Yeah, and then that's the thing. And then you mentioned Andre Ellington. Ellington, I remember reading in the preseason how they were thinking about using more of the wide receiver. And thankfully, they're using them because you need something to happen in that offensive in that offensive game. And I've seen in the wide receiving core just from this past week, the last week's game against the Niners, and just overall, there's not been that one primary target. Like, there's just been a game where each guy goes off. Like last week you had Jerron Brown, who's haven't been like a top wide receiver in Arizona for the time he's been there, have him step up. Then you had in previous weeks, uh, J.J. Nelson step up. What do you see, like, Palmer doing? Because, you know, the offensive line has been shaky. I re- you know, read you guys' story on Raisin's, on Raisin's Zone about how the offensive line hasn't been good and there's no Michael Potty no more because he's hurt. What have you saw out of the young receivers that you like? Well, you mentioned Jerron Brown. He, um, for years, it was used behind Fitz. Michael Floyd, who's mm-hmm. no longer with the team, number one pick. John Brown set the league on fire his, you know, his first two years. Jerron Brown probably could be starting on a lot of teams. And uh, last week at 105 yards, he was the most targeted Cardinal. It was, he had more targets than Fitzgerald last week. 
guy's a good player. You'll say him. He's 6'2". He's about 220, 215 maybe. He's a got great hands, just a really good receiver. And he's uh, becoming one of Palmer's favorites. Uh, John Brown has been hurt with a quad since the summer. J.J. Nelson's a little tiny guy. He's kind of their speedster. He's uh, been hurt with a hammy. Uh, you know, Fitz, Fitz is Fitz. He's, I actually can't believe his numbers against the Eagles. 11 touchdowns in eight games, 800 and something yards. I mean, he's like, just an Eagles killer. I mean, it's unreal. Um, but, yeah, Jerome, Jerome Brown's a guy you got to look out for on Sunday. Now let's get uh, let's get back in let's get back uh, backtrack a couple a little bit because you talked about uh, Fitzgerald Larry Fitzgerald. Now he he has most certainly been an Eagles killer in his career. I you know I can't knock it. And that's a championship game. Come on, dude, you're killing me, man. Hey, that, that hurt. That hurt me too. <laughs> yeah, it hurt. Three touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> Y'all, just twisting Sorry, his knife. Just, just knife is just, just twisting That was one game knife. I watched by myself. So. <laughs> I believe it. I got killed that day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, given, I mean, he's had such an incredible career, but you know that the end is near. Might not be this season, might not be next se- season, but you know, you, you look at him and he's 34 years old, 14 years in the league. Um, at this point now, I guess – as far as fans go, like how long? How long do they expect to see him in a Cardinal uniform? I mean, you got you, you, you have wide receivers now. You have some some young wide receivers. Still not you know still not sure what you have in them, but are do you feel like this organization is ready to move on from Larry Fitzgerald? It's going to be up to him. I don't think they'll ever cut him. He was pretty close to retiring this offseason. And the first two games he had this year, I I made comments that I thought he was done. I thought I even said he came back one year too too much. But the last two weeks, he's proven me wrong. I'm not surprised because the guy, that's the kind of guy he's been. He's, you know, he, he probably read some bad clippings after the first two weeks. And that motivated him. <laughs> Not that he ever needs extra motivation, but that guy, he's incredible. Yeah. Hey, on top of it, I think he's one of the most classiest guys ever playing the league. He's I a pro's mean, pro. He's definitely just a classy guy. A pro's pro. Pro. He's like he's one of like Larry Fitzgerald is one of those guys where it's like you 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 hate his guts because strictly because he he just does work on your team. Mm-hmm. Like you know he, he's killed like. Like I, I, I don't think I could hate him as a person. No. Like if I if I saw him, you know, if I saw him on the street, you know, I want to shake his hand. Exactly. Because he's one of the greatest, and he can't knock his career accomplishments. But the problem is, most of his good career accomplishments came at the expense of my favorite team. Yes. Yeah, so, it's true. Yeah, I, I, I know it's true, Jim. <laughs> I, I was there. I was watching. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> it's just killing me, man. It's just killing me. <laughs> but uh, but once again, we're on, we're on the line with Jim Koch, senior writer for RaisingZona.com. dot com. Part of the uh, part of the fan side of the network, by the way. Had to throw that plug in there. That's, that's right. Thank, thank you. <laughs> okay. Hey, what network were we part of? Philly GoFlow. Okay, all right, we'll take that. All right, yeah. all right, all right, good, 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 good. All right, let's move over to the other side of the ball. Um, 
Bruce Arians has always been known for his defense, but they've kind of, kind of struggled this year. But still, I think I think it's it's safe to say that when you were looking at the, the Arizona Cardinals, you thought that if they were going to do anything this season, it was going to be because they were going to be led by their defense. Uh, in your opinion, how has this defense played so far this season? And I guess what. Where have they fallen short, and where what's what's been their strong points? The one thing, if you if you looked at my articles through the whole off season, I just don't understand how they went into the season with Justin Bethel mm. as the starting corner opposite Peterson. Uh, if you look at his numbers, he makes tackles. He has some pass defense. He's got a pick six this year. When the fourth quarter comes, I, the other team seems to look at his. Whoever he's, you know, guarding, and that's the guy they're going to go to. He gave up two late scores against the Lions, open and weak. Uh, another one a couple weeks ago that cost them. I don't understand that move. Now, Clay's Campbell was a big loss for the defensive line. The way they've tried to make up for him is a total rotation of the seven guys they have. They use every one of them. Uh, Robert Kendici, first-round pick, actually has been a big disappointment. I mean, I just – I'm waiting for the guy to make his first play, and he just, it's not coming. They have some wily veterans like uh, Frosty Rucker. Corey Peters is playing really good this year. Their nose tackle. Young kid named Josh Morrow. Uh, I think the linebackers are outstanding. There's a kid grow up right down the road, Hassan Reddick. I mean, I'm real impressed by what I've seen from him. They were waiting for Dayom Buchanan to come back, and he has really played good, man, in, in his absence. They brought back Carlos Gansby for the third time. Uh, he's, you know, got 20-something tackles. He's 35 years old. He looks like he's 25. And the big loss, Marcus Golden, ACL tear someday. He had 12 and a half sacks last year. That's going to hurt. But Chandler Jones, I can't believe the Patriots traded him to the Cardinals. Uh, 11 sacks last year. He's got four this this year already. Uh, you better cover, better block Chandler Jones or it'll be a long day for Wentz. But with Golden being out, uh, it makes it easier to, to double Jones if they need to. But uh, yeah, the defense, they have a young coordinator, James Patcher, took over for Todd Bowles, who I, who I loved. I did not want to see leave and he's suffering in New York a little bit with the Jets, but He's the head coach, you know. Um, yeah, I like their defense. I don't think you're going to be able to run the ball like you have the last couple of weeks on Sunday. Uh, you're going to have to throw it, and if you throw it, you're probably going to go to Justin Bethel's guy. That's probably going to be Torrey Smith, uh, who's actually been dropping the ball lately. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That, that, so maybe that's th- a good thing for the card. Yeah. <laughs> Just the whole thought of having right now going to Torrey Smith to kind of, he you know, the, leaning on he has, him, he has the that scares me. That, that does not give me the confidence that you would think it would give. You know, right now, I, I, I think your your confidence in the secondary is, is probably equal to my confidence in Torrey Smith. You know, it's just probably <laughs> right. the same. Yeah, right. if, if Torrey Smith has the Jordan Matthews syndrome, oh, he can't just, catch. Just, just stone hands? Yeah. Just hands of stone? Oh. Guess what? Aguilar is looking yeah, he, yeah. he has been, and I think that's pro- probably Nelson Aguilar has probably been the biggest proponent 
and just the biggest example of what patience can do mm-hmm. because I'm you would not you're not going to find a lot of people who weren't ready to get rid of him and you weren't going to find a lot of people I mean almost almost up to the moment when they traded Jordan Matthews you know if you ask four you know four or five Eagles fans they'll tell you if you had to get rid of a uh, a wide receiver right now they'd be like please get rid of Nelson Aguilar Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he's. I can't knock him. He has had a good. He had a good off season, and so far this season, yes, it's early, and yeah, they've kind of, kind of gotten away from. Him. He hasn't gotten the looks that he he's had at the beginning of the season. But he's still he's playing good ball, mm-hmm. and I can't knock Nelson Aguilar no. right now. There, there, there are people on this team I can knock. Nelson Aguilar is not one of them. No, not at all. And you know, Jim mentioned talking about. Robert Kimdichi not showing up. We all know about that here because Marcus Smith haven't wasn't a bust. Let's just call it what it is. He was a bust. Yeah, exactly. You see, but you saw him on Sunday though, uh, scoring that touchdown for the uh, for the Seattle. Seattle right? oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I can't yeah. believe I heard he was yeah. with Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> First, like I mean, one, it, yeah, it was just, from doing nothing to one of the best my, defenses in the NFL. My mouth dropped. I'm, <laughs> Unreal. I thought it was I thought it was a misprint. It was like, is it, I'm like I can't believe there's another player named Marcus Smith in the league. It couldn't it couldn't be the Marcus Smith who just held a roster spot for hostage for the last couple of years here. Not this guy who's just been collecting money, just stealing money, just being a big sack of potatoes out in the field, getting a strip sack and running it back for uh for a touchdown. All right. The oh, difference man. between him and Kendichi. Kimdichie was supposed to be good. Yep. Marcus Smith That's should have truth. been drafted in the third or fourth round. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just—I don't know if that was Alwee or Chip or, but I, you know, I followed the draft. I'm kind of a draft geek. We're, we're I was shocked when Chip. I heard that name called out. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to had him Chip. going third, yeah. fourth round. A lot of people did. Yeah, or, yeah. We could have as as of right now, we're going to blame Chip, but we reserve the right to switch it and blame Howie once, if and once Howie is fired. Yes. We could have had we could have had Deion Buchanan. Seriously, I understand that. I, that's 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 that is usually the most painful conversation in yeah. sports fandom when you're looking at a player that is obviously hot garbage, and then you think of who you could have had. Yeah, before well, that. Uh, it, it, it's painful. It's painful. The famous one with you guys is Earl Thomas. Yes. Although Brandon Graham's yeah. actually, you know, uh, playing better the last couple of years. Patience. Yeah, yeah once again. Well, Brandon Graham's another guy. Now, he, he worked hard to the point where now it's like, you know what, you look at Earl Thomas, you look at Brandon Graham, and I'm like, you know what, I'm good. I think now right. I feel like, yeah, well, all right, we made a good decision. I don't mind that. Now, had you asked me that question four, four years ago, four years ago I'd have been like, all right, who was drunk and wrote this down when they t- who who made this pick? And we yeah, need to get them as far away from football. Yeah, he's actually catch up to Thomas a little bit production wise. All right, we're on. We are on the line. Jim Koch, senior writer for Raising Arizona. Uh, not Raising Arizona. That was the movie yeah. RaisingZona.com. dot <laughs> com. All right, Raising Arizona. That was a good movie, by the way. Yeah, it was a great movie. I love that movie. All right, Raising Arizona movie. Raising Zona football website, all right? 
don't, don't don't get it, don't get it twisted. You got to get it right. <laughs> Look, go. we got to get these websites right if we're going to get these guys on our show. Right. All right. <laughs> can't sit, can't can't get can't beg and plead these people to come on the show and then mess up their website. Yeah. All right. It's not good for the brand. Not good Forget at you, all. No, I, Jim, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. All right. So you mentioned talking about the secondary and one guy that that, you know, that kind of surprised me last year to get the Cardinals put in the line of fire at the cornerback position was Brandon Williams. What has happened to him to the point where, like you said, they're starting Justin Bethel? Why not continue to put the young guy out there that went through the trial by fire period for a lot of the year last year? I'd rather see him than Bethel, but that was a reach. Yeah, He played one year of cornerback in college. He was a running back. Um, he was getting beat last year early on, and they just kind of gave up on him. He gave up two touchdowns to the Patriots, kind of cost them the opener, or at least one touchdown. I know to Hogan, I'd, probably he should be playing, but I, I don't have much confidence in him either. Third-round pick, but uh, I think that was the Cardinals general manager, Steve Kine, trying to be smarter, you know, than the, the other guy type pick. I I didn't like the pick. You know, it's a tough position to play. To only have played it one year in college to come into the NFL. That was that was a tough they have Traymond Williams, who they got as a free agent. He's thirty four years old. So he's probably don't have much left. But I'd rather see him out there than Bethel. And but I, I hate that Bethel's actually played well, but like I said in the fourth quarter, it's just, you know, I just don't trust him. One guy we haven't mentioned is Matthew, the, you know, the honey badger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He hasn't come back from the, the last knee injury. He had spurts where he was well. Seems like he has trouble keeping up in coverage. Tight ends will be He's just not the same player. I, I'm, he's still young. I'm hoping it comes back to him. A guy you got to look out for on Sundays, Tyvon Branch who's the number one ranked safety coming out of you know, pro football focus, the way they rank him. Mm. But he's the number one ranked safety in the NFL. This guy's got like 30-something tackles. You'll see him. He makes plays. And uh, Antoine Bethay, who they got from the Niners last year, another, you know, another veteran safety. And a rookie named Buda Baker, the, their second-round pick. Actually, he gets a little playing time, too. There's a lot of guys in the secondary. Just Brandon Williams isn't one of them. I hear you. Well, look, man, you have you got this defense that has that has weapons. You know, you're playing an offense. This Arizona defense is playing an offense. Is still trying to find an identity because we really we're as we 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 don't know what we're gonna see on Sunday. Now we this is a team that has run the ball successfully. The last two weeks, but they ran the ball successfully against the last, you know, the the team ranked last in running defense and the team ranked second to last in running defense. And that's not Arizona. And now you talked about, uh, you know, you talked a little bit earlier about, you know, personnel out, you know, overthinking themselves. And I think that's something that Doug Peterson does a lot. I think it's some it's it's a it's it's a trait to kind of 
I, I think it's kind of contagious in that uh, in that Eagles front office all the way down, you know, from top to bottom. So for me, what what scares me is if they if the Eagles don't have success running the ball early, you know, will they then scrap the running game and then try to throw the ball and throw the ball downfield against a very good Arizona secondary? Now, I know you said, you know, they, there, there's some holes, there's some weak spots, but it's I, overall, there's still weapons. There's still, this is still a formidable secondary. And it scares me to think that there's, there could be a possibility that we're going to get rid of the run that has had some success and then start throwing the ball at ignorant amounts like we have in the past. Now, you you've watched your you've watched this Arizona team. You've seen them struggle. You see, but you've seen them also succeed. What are your? I mean, as we wrap things this up, what are your predictions? What do you see happening on Sunday? Well, I'm not going to be popular saying this. I have to talk low. My girlfriend might be able to hear it. Uh, I I just I like them Sunday. I, the, the main the reason I like them is because mm-hmm. of the Eagles' corners, mm-hmm. which without Darby right now, mm-hmm. I mean, Jalen Mills is, he, he shows so much. He He's just missing a little bit of skill, but he, he gives it his all. He's got a lot of heart. I mean, Patrick Robinson, that was, you know, that wasn't a, he was like kind of like a, a body, I would say. I think they're going to have a problem with the Cardinals' receivers. Like I said, the Cardinals won't run the ball, and that's going to hurt. And when I say they're going to win, I'm, I mean, I'd be happy to squeak out a three-point win, you know. And guess what? It could go the other way, too. But I don't see the Eagles blowing them out. I, the point spread for the batters out there, I think, is about six and a half. Uh, I, I, that's a little high, I think. Cardinals have actually beaten them the last two times with Arians. One here, one here, and one in Arizona. Uh, the one here was a blowout. It was a Sunday night, Bradford. I think it was forty to seventeen. But that was Chip Kelly. That was a whole different regime, you know, uh, coaching staff at least. But you know, I can see like 27, 24, twenty-seven, twenty-four, something like that. Okay. What do you guys think? Well. Well, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm yeah. looking at you. I'm, I'm Let, looking at the professor right now. I'm, I'm looking at you. Well, Javon, what, what did you? I put last week? I predicted what 27 20. So yeah, I was no, close. Yeah, I we were both. We, we you were closer than me because I predicted yeah. 27 20 as well, but I, I said it was going to go the other, the other way. way. Yeah, <laughs> I said it was going to go the other way. Um, I think I think it's going to be another close game. I mean, I the secondary has been kind of shaky through the last couple of weeks, especially in the second half. Ah, man. It suck if they lose at home. Would suck. <laughs> John's <laughs> really. I think they're, they're would suck. It, it, nine it, it, out of their last eleven at home. Eagles mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, John's giving me the death stare right no, now. Look at <laughs> now, now, granted, you do need a ride home. Yes. All right. <laughs> just, just remember that. It is always Uber, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, there is. I, don't, I don't know if it comes to this neighborhood. Right. I don't know. If we, we, we in North Philly right now. I don't, I don't know if they. I don't know if Uber comes to, uh, comes to these parts, but. But I think right. you I might have... take the Cardinals. I'll come pick you up. I'll drive you home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not far from. <laughs> All right. So my prediction for Sunday's game: I have the Eagles winning 
three. Well, you really need that ride home, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In fact, you, you but know, see how, see how close I, I, I kept it. it you, you go stand outside right now, all right? Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, no, I, I do believe. Is that going to be a last 62-yard last-second field goal? No, God, I hope not. I mean, it was good. I appreciate it. That was it. unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And, and what, what, what's funny is, uh, you know, they do the little – did you see the video with him, with, with Elliot talking to Jason Peters during the game? Nah, nah. Uh They had them both mic'd up. And uh, Peters comes up to Elliot and just says, hey, man, no more misses, man. No more misses. <laughs> and I kid you not – Jake Elliott has not missed a field goal since. He scared him in the making. He scared, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> if that, I, uh, somebody said, somebody put the video online. And I'm like, with that type of motivation, I would not be surprised if Elliott kicked a 70 yard field goal <laughs> next. Because it it scared yeah, me. To a Peter uh, staring down at you. Yeah, you know you, that's not the guy you want to piss off. Nah, now, I'll, not I'll, at all. I'll be the one. I'll be the optimist. I I don't. I honestly, I don't think there's going to be a lot of offense from either team. I don't see a lot of offense. I think this might be this might be a game where the kickers decide the game, like last week. Like, like, yeah, like, like last week, like last week. But I, I, I mean, I do think they'll they'll find the end zone. Mm-hmm. But it might it might not be that off. It might not be that often. I don't think either team's going to find the end zone very often. Yeah. So I would say I am going to say twenty three nineteen Eagles. Close because one. I I picked them to lose last week, and you see you see what happened. But they won. Though. But they won. But it's all right. But you know, this shows I, <laughs> we're, I all, we're all in that same area. You know, I I think it's going to be a close game, but I do see the Eagles pulling it out at home. Hey, real quick before we let you go, Jim, tell us a little bit more about RaisingZona.com and tell us what you uh, what's featured on the site right now. Yeah, it's a good site. You know, if you go on there, you'll see a lot of Eagles preview stuff. Uh, I tend to be more critical, I think, than the other writers. I don't know if that's good or bad. That's because you're a Philly that's guy. That's probably man. the Philly in me, you know, the Negadelphia. Mm-hmm. So that I did inherit, you know, even if I'm not an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy it, especially leading up, even after the game. You know, it'll be a lot of, lot of articles about whatever happens in the game. And, uh, you know, it's, you can find my stuff there. And I appreciate you guys reading my stuff, too, and the, the compliments you gave me. That was great. Hey, man, no problem, man. We we really enjoyed it. We like checking out your stuff. We'll continue to check out mm-hmm. your stuff. And, you know, whenever the Eagles play, whenever the, Eagles play the Cardinals, you are welcome on this show anytime um, if the Eagles win. If the Eagles lose, <laughs> you are banned from this show for life. Yeah, that was calm. <laughs> if the Eagles lose on Sunday, you will never be on this show ever again. Great. That's that's. <laughs> Let me just say, I don't get to talk Cardinals around here because people get so bored, obviously. I had a blast with you guys. I'm so happy that you could tell, I, you know, the way I rattled on. Such a thrill to be able to talk about them, you know. So I appreciate you giving me that chance. Hey, no problem, man. You brought good stuff today, man. We really appreciate, we really appreciate it. Once again, it's Jim Koch, the senior writer for RaisingZona.com. Hey, thanks a lot, Jim. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, hey, look, hey, Javon, let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back, we will wrap things up yep. with what we what we all call, well, you know, a, a, a staple in this city, a staple around the world. Mm-hmm. It is the Sit Your Ass Down Award. This week's Sit Your Ass Down Award will be presented when we come back and we wrap up 
this week on Best in the World Sports Report. A tradition like no other. See, exactly. That's what it is. A tradition like no other. The Sit Your Ass Down Award. The Sit Your Ass Down Award. On CBS. On, no, not on CBS. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. All right? Best in the World, we'll be back. We will be back right after this. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. You are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams. Go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. Hey everyone, let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments, it doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. In the world sports report, live and direct from North. Can you hear that? I wonder if you guys can hear that. We, we do the show for North Philly, from the Philly Go Flow Studios in scenic North Philadelphia. Very scenic. Very scenic. So, there there are times you hear the essence of the community when we do the show here. All right, we used to do the show out in Uptown. We used, yeah. to, do, we used to do the show Uptown. On the west side. The west on on if if we, if we want to like because we just love to like steal turns from New York, the Upper West Side of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Not this one, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, we used to hear a lot of essence of that neighborhood too. But now we've moved on. We, we eventually we're gonna move to my house. Yeah, out, out in Lansdale, mm-hmm. where, I'll, where you know you might hear like mountain lions. And Cheetahs and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever's in the woods behind the house there. But anyway, right now it looks like a fire truck or something. Yeah. Something's going on. At least it ain't on. a cop car. Yeah, it ain't a cop car. Ain't no gunshots going on yet. Just had to look over my shoulder just to make sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, once again, Best in the World Sports Report. You can hear us every Saturday on phillygoflow.com. Have you ever listened to the show on phillygoflow.com? Yes, I have. I appreciate that. We we need the we we need the listenership. All right, phillygoflow.com every Saturday morning at eight a.m. Following the reggae sunrise show, preceding early morning eighties. All right, dreadlocks, us, Jerry, Jerry curls. curls. All right, that's just Saturday on phillygoflow.com. Once again, dreadlocks, us, Jerry curls. All right, there you go. There you have it, phillygoflow.com, us. We're there every Saturday, 8 a.m. Hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. Once again, at BITW Sports. Javon, my friend, it is that time. You know, Eagles won this week. You're feeling good. Sixers started 
the preseason this week. Flyers started their season this week. So, one, and, and just a reminder, that means the return of brothers talking pucks and sisters talking pucks. We just got to find black people to talk hockey with us. All right? As <laughs> soon as that happens, we will talk hockey with brothers talking pucks. Shout out to my man, Tim Parker, down there in uh, Rehoboth Beach. But as we're on a high from our sports, there's always somebody who comes around and just kills the mood and blows your high. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to look that person in the eye, look them directly in the eye, and you say to that person, sit your ass down. <laughs> and that brings us once again to the sit your ass down award for this week. Now, normally I have a runner-up and – a second runner-up. Well, last week was a special. That yeah, was a special case. It was a special case, but no, some they're usually nominees. Yeah, they're usually choices for the sit your ass down award. Mm-hmm. But I have to admit, I don't know if Britt Henry, Mc, Britt McHenry, has said anything stupid this week. Nope. Um, Ray Lewis wasn't on television this week. Nope. Um, talking greasy, uh, and I'm not talking about his hair. Uh, <laughs> but no, no Ray Lewis on on the list this week. No, uh, no Britt McHenry. No, uh, no Sam Carcitti, uh No, none of that. So there is one guy, a sole winner. One, one guy who wins the sit your ass down award, and he decided he wanted to open his mouth Da-da-da. and just unload on our city and our fan base. And that would be one Colin Cowherd from Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports Radio. He called us dumb. Said the city was dumb. Said the fans in this city were dumb. Um Now you saw you 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 saw it, right? Yes. You you heard him saying, you heard his words. Mm-hmm. You heard him talking about it. Now I'll be I'll be honest with you. I I it took me a minute to grasp this and hear him out hey, because the, he, he needs the clicks. The first couple of times that I saw the video clip, mm-hmm. I got like, I, I would get maybe two, three minutes into it and I would just turn it off. It's just like, all right, this is some garbage. This is some BS. <laughs> this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. And I kept like each time I was like, all right, I got, I got to watch this. I got to sit through this. And it's just like, you have you ever been in a situation where a guy, you know he's full of crap. You know this. Mm -hmm. And that person continues to talk as if somehow we don't know that he's full of crap. Yeah, his takes have just gotten progressively worse ever since he got to Fox. I mean, it's like, look, man. Him and Whitlock have been the dynamic duo of a. First, Jason hot Whitlock team. is just a habitual line stepper. Yes. All right. Yes. Jason, I mean, let's let's be real. Jason Whitlock finds new and innovative ways to get takes wrong yeah. every day. And distance like he, himself like from I, black people. Yeah. Like every day. I, I feel like he actually sets out like how can I piss off black people as well as get a topic that I understand. Mm-hmm completely wrong yep and it's like maybe that's the mantra over at fox sports maybe they're sitting there saying hey you know what you can find people getting it right anywhere Mm -hmm. if we consistently get it wrong people will watch right and maybe they'll think that we're not getting it wrong and think we're getting it right fake news 
uh, it's it's very fake and it's very here's the thing Colin Cowherd is straight up fugazi man <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it like I, I've, I've sat here and I've listened to people in this area I've mm-hmm. listened to the sports talk hosts I've listened to the podcast hosts I've listened to people chime in and talk about Colin Cowherd right. but here is something I feel like has just been that has escaped people mm-hmm Colin Cowherd is phony. Yes. He's fugazi. Even from his hair. His hair There's is even Everything phony. about this dude is fake. He is that dude. He Look. He got hair plugs, He is that dude. Uh, he, 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 I mean, he's, he's a fake gangster. Yes. He's talking real tough, and it sounds good. You know what? It, it, it sounds good to people who are not Philly fans. Right, and who believe in that still stereo, same stereotype of. Oh, the boots, Santa Claus, do yeah. snowball, blah, it, blah, blah, blah. But it's also, it, it what he is saying, it, he, he is talking, trying to appeal to idiots. Yes. Like, if you believe what Colin Cowherd said about Philadelphia, straight up and down, you are an idiot. Exactly. You're an idiot and you're a misinformed idiot. You don't know <laughs> because, because. Misinformed idiot. <laughs> it is, it's, it's the truth. You're a misinformed idiot. Because oh, he's taught he he is trying to reel in people who don't know Philly sports. Yes. And it's cool if you don't know Philly sports if you're not from Philly. Mm-hmm. If you live in Maryland, if you live in Florida, if you live in Cal- you know California, wherever, yes, you know what? You're not expected to understand Philly sports because it's not your team. Exactly. It's not your fan base. You don't, you know, that's why that's why this is, you know. That's who this is supposed to appeal to. So when he's sitting there talking about oh, how dumb they are for running out Andy Reid, you know who's going to believe that? People who know nothing about Philly. You're very enraged right now. The hand, the hand, the hand, the hand. You see, my hands are shaking. Look at, the, look at the look at the levels. Look at look, look over here at the board. Look yeah. at my levels right now. I, I have to turn my mic down a little bit. <laughs> Your hand motions is going crazy. <laughs> like because Callan Cowherd is the epitome of a phony dude. Yeah. We are right. It's like we're sitting here, right? We we in North Philly right now. It's like me if I was talking about being in North Philly, being on Cambridge Street, being here right now while we were in Lansdale. Yeah, you know that's 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 the equivalent. This phony dude is over here talking about how dumb our fan base is and how stupid our fan base is while he's out there in his cushy little studio out at Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. This dude has been a this dude's never been on Philadelphia radio. Nope. If he has, he's been on AM radio when no one was listening. Yep. Let me explain something to you about Colin Coward. All right. All right. Back in the day when ESPN radio was re- was, was was really popping, all right, when ESPN radio was really, really popping, when it was like I had moved to Maryland. I was living in Maryland at the time, mm-hmm. and I needed my sports talk fix because, you know, the whole streaming radio hadn't really started yet. So I was listening to ESPN radio pretty much all day long. And their original lineup, when I started listening to it, was Mike and Mike in the morning. And I've always liked Mike and Mike. I like Mike and Mike. You know, I know some people, you know, don't care for him or whatever. It was Mike and Mike. After Mike and Mike was actually Tony Kornheiser. It was my, Tony Kornheiser when he was a local D.C. dude, but he also had a national show in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was Mike and Mike, Tony Kornheiser, then Dan Patrick. That was cool. Then uh, Tony stepped away from Nash- from ESPN. He kept his local ties, his local DC ties. Mm-hmm. And that's when they replaced him with Colin Cowherd. And it's like, you know what? 
Colin Cowherd is like he, he he's Randy Ayers. If I may put this in, in, in Philly terms, Colin Cow, you know, you had all that success from Larry Brown. Larry Brown walks away from the team. And then you replaced him with Randy Ayers. And Randy Ayers was a failure. Yep. That's who Colin Cowherd is as far as ESPN Radio was. All right? Colin Cowherd, if, 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 if people don't remember Randy Ayers, let me try, let me try a different one. <laughs> Colin Cowherd is Chip Kelly. I about to just say that. Colin Cowherd is Chip Kelly. All right? That's who you are. Colin Cowherd is Craig Berube. All right? Yeah. When you had the successful guy with the long run who did a lot of great things, and then they leave, and the person they replace him with, that's Colin Cowherd. No, he didn't remember. Remember, Andy Reid didn't leave. He was forced out. Well, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He was forced bottom out. Line is, bo- bottom line is, yes. You know, and Terry and, Francona was forced out. And they're, still on Jay, <laughs> and they're still on Jay Wright because Villanova's actually in Philadelphia. Whatever, dude. <laughs> you phony, fake dude. You, you, you phony, misinformed. Fugazi wannabe controversial dude. And he'll sit up there yeah. in his little crappy studio. First of all, I hate that studio. Yeah, it looks Let me explain. It looks odd. First, I hate that studio because you sit there and you watch on the show and he's up on this high pedestal mm-hmm. and then his guests sit down on this yeah, chair. It's kind of mess- like, it, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of demeaning a little bit. It is. Like you're looking it is. Down. Like, like like who died and left this dude in charge? Mm-hmm. It's like you ever meet that dude? In high, we we all know that guy in high school who who kind of thinks he's a tough guy, and he, the reason he thinks he's a tough guy because nobody really messed with him right in school. But the reason why nobody messed with him was because nobody knows who he was. That's Colin Cowherd. Yep. No, it was like like honestly, when you sit there and you think about like when you think about the guys you listen to. Whether you like them or you don't, whether you agree with them or you don't, whether you feel like they're full of uh, crap or they know their stuff. Do you even invite Colin Cowherd into that conversation? Nah. Like if you're talking about Philly sports, you're talking about the Philly sports personalities, you know, you're talking about Angelo. You're talking yeah. about Gargano. You're talking about Mike Missinelli. Yeah. You know, I mean, wh- wh- but what, what, whatever you feel about them, is, but the yeah. fact still remains, that's the people you have the conversation about. Yeah. That's who you talk about. You want to talk national people? Yeah, you're talking about Sal Pal. Yep. You know, you want to talk about Ed Werder. You want to talk about Adam Schefter. You want to talk, you know, you know Chris Mortensen. You know, Bomani. guys like that. Bomani Jones. You want to talk Dan Lebetard. Yep. Are you really talking about Colin Cowherd? No. Honestly. No. Are you? No one talks Colin Cowherd because he is a non-factor. And who really has sport, Fox Sports Radio? Exactly. On, on the radio dial. Who? I does Fox Sports Radio even have a, an affiliate in Philadelphia? I don't think so. In the Philadelphia, area. I don't you probably so. got to go to like even on West, Apple, even on Apple Music. There's no, no like like there, is there, there a there, there's no Fox Sports Radio let us, like let station. us know you know if 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 there is some place in Philadelphia in the Philadelphia area, <laughs> whether you're in Philly, whether you're in South Jersey, whether you're in Delaware, maybe if you're in Maryland or someplace, maybe on the, out, the outskirts of the Philadelphia yeah. International Airport, <laughs> somewhere in some small beach town in New Jersey, you can get a Fox Sports Radio feed, and then you'll listen to Colin Cowherd. Because no one, I don't know anyone who is like, I will sit there and I, you know, 
there there used to be a time, and, I, and I'll, I'll date myself a little bit, and I'll talk, I'll, I'll drop a little, I'll, I'll drop a few names when you know because we're we're small like that. Like I used to plan my afternoons, um, around Mike Missinelli and the QDZ show when QDZ was on uh. 10, whatever station that is now, uh, 107.9, you know, they've, they've changed frequencies a whole bunch of times. 100.3 but, to beat? Yeah, whatever whatever yeah. it was at the time. It wasn't, it wasn't Power 99, right? It, no, it wasn't. No. Well, well, he was on Power 99, but it was that wasn't the show. Yeah. All right, when he was on there, I used to, uh, when I would go pick up my daughter, I would pick her up because I would plan my trip around being able to listen to <laughs> Sound Off and the Deadbeat Dad uh, oh my God. Hotline. I needed to listen to both. Like I set my day around that. <laughs> you know, there there's certain parts of the day I would I would set my day around. And were like there would be times where like um the noon hour. Back when back when Harry Mays and Rob Ellis were still on the middays at ninety seven five. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to the noon hour. I want to listen to the nooner. That's what I would want to do when I left work. Not DJ Touch Tone. Not well. Every now and then, yeah, I, 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 I listen to Touch the lunchtime, the lunchtime listen, mix, and I would listen to the Boom Bap at noon when they had that on uh, <laughs> Boom One Hundred Seven Nine. But nonetheless, but still, but once again, radio you planned for, right? At no point in time, any in at any point in my life, yeah. Did I ever say, you know what, I got to listen to Colin Coward today? I didn't. I would even listen to the point years ago when I guess when 97.5 was yeah. like, I think 97 they were broadcasting like Fox Sports, but that was before Cowherd got to Fox Sports. But yeah. again, you weren't thinking, I'm going to listen to ESPN, I'm going to listen to Cowherd. Like, you're yeah. thinking, I'm going to listen to Fox Sports at night and listen to JT to break. Like, yeah, exactly. You, you, you plan for JT to break. I think when 97.5 was still. Uh, it was ESPN. When, when, yeah, when they were ESPN, right? but they were like, they were pretty much original programming in the, mm-hmm. uh, on the FM. Yep. And they still did ESPN on, on the AM. On the AM. Like, no, I want to meet the person who said, you know what, I'm listening to this on FM. Let me switch over to the AM so I can listen to Colin Cowher. Who does that? Who did that? No one. Not one person. <laughs> Not one. One person, because Colin Cowherd is a non-factor. Unfortunately, let, I mean, let's let's keep it real. There's a lot of there, there's a there's a growing number of non-factors over at Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. All right. Colin Cowherd, non-factor. Jason Whitlock, non-factor. non-factor. Skip Bayless, non-factor. In fact, the only factor they got right now at it's Fox Sports Radio is Shannon Sharp. Yeah, and literally. that's just because he keeps he was, it real. <laughs> he keeps it real, and he had a black and mild. And yeah. I thought that picture was fake. Yeah, like, I, missed, I missed I missed the segment <laughs> on television, I saw it, I and I saw it. the picture. Like people had screenshots on the air, and I thought that picture was photoshopped. I thought, me it, was too. Of, I thought it was one of them thug like. I thought with the people. I thought with the LeBron James meme and it was yeah, like yeah, such yeah, and such, the, such and such. I like I know this, folk. I, I know this man. I know this man. It just come on TV <laughs> with a black and mild. It's but I, I I just knew it was fake. Come to find out, it was real. Talking about Henny and Yak and all that. Y'all Henny and Miles, dog. Henny and Miles. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, dude. You, you, all right with me. Mile, dog. <laughs> you all right with me. Right now, the only saving grace of Fox Sports 1 is Shannon Sharp. Literally, because that's all they got, for real, for real. That is all they got. Katie Nolan with the ESPN. Yep. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Now, look. 
we, we, we're a small operation. Mm-hmm. So if Fox Sports 1 then wants to call us back and say, hey, man, we want to rock with the best, I will take everything back. Oh, yeah. We will. Uh, I will <laughs> Look, I, I reserve the right. I, I'm telling you right now. Fox Sports 1 calls me and says, hey, John, Javon, we want to fly you guys out to Los Angeles and y'all do y'all show. We want to rock with the best now. We we love the best in the world sports report. Oh, sure. I promise you right. I'm taking all <laughs> that back. <laughs> everything I just said. Colin Cowherd is great. <laughs> Colin Cowherd was right about everything. Well, he's wrong about Philly. But look, money will make me change my mind. <laughs> I have no problem admitting that. But since they haven't called, and I, I don't believe they're going to call while we're doing this show, I'm looking at my phone. And he calls from that? No, 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 no calls from that. What about you? Nah. All right, then. Well, then forget it. Right now, then, Colin Cowherd is your winner of this week's Sit Your Ass Down Award. All right? So, Colin, please. Sit your ass down. All right, man. Look, let's 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 wrap this up. Let's get on out of here. Um, want to thank our guest, Jim Koch, RaisingZona.com. Dropped a lot of knowledge. A lot of knowledge. A lot of knowledge. Hopefully, he'll be sleeping on the couch this uh this weekend <laughs> because the team lost and we got we're talking an Eagles win. Uh, short week next week. Yep. Short turnaround because we got mm-hmm. uh Carolina Panthers on a Thursday. Scam cam. Yeah, man. We we so we we're gonna be all over that. We'll pro- well, I don't know what we're gonna do. We're either gonna preview it or we're gonna review it. Depends on what day. <laughs> One of the two. We're either gonna recap the game or we're gonna we're gonna preview, preview the game. I don't know. All right, we still gotta figure that out, all right? But look, I wanna thank you guys for listening to the best in the world sports report. My name is John Brown. This is Javon Alford from Total Sports Live. Javon, tell them what's on TotalSportsLive.com this week. Uh, this week, Total Sports Live definitely have a lot of flyers coverage as the season is getting kicked off. Caitlin, Caitlin Hemsley, excuse me, is doing a great job with her flyers cover. I'm telling y'all, cover, y- y'all need to give that woman a raise. All right, give Caitlin hey, a raise. We're, we're, In fact, you know what? This we're, is all, what we're all broke right now. Well, this is what we're gonna do. We got a hey, pat- Kate, we got a Patreon. Kate, Kate, Caitlin, if you're listening. Uh, Jovan is going to double your pay this week. All right, take whatever you made this week and double it. All y'all, right, y'all thanks can, to Jovan. Y'all can double the Patreon if y'all if y'all would like. Uh-uh. We appreciate it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People can I, donate to that. Hey, please. Can you break me off a little bit? Well, it's only four dollars in there, but we can't. <laughs> can I get a buck? <laughs> Some gas money Hopefully or people, something? People keep donating. We can make it work. But yeah, we got that flyers. Obviously, eagle stuff. And uh, hopefully this week we'll get um we'll get a story from Ange about the Phillies. She did kind of a, like a story, t- like a tale, a min a minstrel tale. Um, what? Yeah. A min? Did you say minstrel or menstrual? Like M I N. Oh, min. min- okay. All right. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I know. Dude, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at you like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that's what okay. She, all right. That's what she said to me. Yeah. Uh, that's what she she yeah. said. Minstrel or minstrel? The M I N. Minstrel, okay, yeah. Min- a minstrel, t- okay, yeah, minstrel, that, a th- minstrel that, tale. That 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 makes sense. Yes, all right, okay, tale. all right, yes. minstrel tale. All right, yes. So that's coming on the website. All right, well, cool, cool, cool. Check it out, totalsportslive.com. All right, that's the website, right? Yes, totalsportslive.com. Check him out. That's Javon. He's there all the time. You know me. I'm here at bitw sports tell me what you thought of this show we want to hear it all right we we want to know what you think of this show tell us what you think of the eagles game and tell me what you think of colin cowherd winning the sit your ass down award because he's a non-factor all right don't let me don't even don't even, i don't even want to get into it again 
Colin Cowherd is a non-factor. You need to sit your ass down. All right, hey, we'll be back next week on Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. That's Javon Alford. We are out. Peace, y'all. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.